Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. As we stand, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you that you are the God of grace, the one who gives, and the one who is supremely the gift that we need most of all. So as we come to your word, we pray that you would speak to us, open our hearts to receive what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do take a seat. A number of years back, I was at a wedding of a close friend. And the night before the wedding, there was a big supper, as there often is. And there were more people there than there were places to sit down. So it was kind of a little bit chaotic, and you sort of helped yourself. And I finished the main course, and uh, somehow... The mother of the bride, whom I had not met before, got talking to me. And she asked me if I would like anything else. Though, obviously, she had many far more important things to worry about than my pudding at that particular moment. Now, unfortunately, I was at that stage of life where I didn't really have the maturity uh, in life, uh, or the kind of awareness. uh, That wasn't really a feature of my brain at that time. Uh, So I wasn't really sort of thinking about this. And instead, I I was mainly thinking about the fact that I actually... I was pretty sure I'd seen some ice cream earlier. Uh, and so I said, I'd love, I'd love some of the ice cream, actually. And uh, she sort of paused uh, for a moment, a surprisingly long moment, actually. And that was probably a moment for my awareness to kick in again, but it, it didn't. And she said, I don't think we've got any ice cream. Let me, I may be able to find you some. Now, by this time, I should definitely have read the signs, but I didn't. Uh, so she took me to the dessert table. We walked past that. Uh, we, we went through the kitchen uh, into the, the back room, the utility room where the freezer was. And there she got out a, a tub that was obviously not intended for that evening. And before my very slow brain could work out a way of sort of backing out of this now evidently very shamefully and inappropriately demanding request, she was gone and I was left holding a massive bowl of homemade ice cream and a very guilty conscience. What can we ask for? What can we ask for? When it comes to God, what can we ask for? Anything? Everything? Nothing? If we're fed and watered, is it even appropriate to ask for anything else? How does it even work? How does a life of prayer, asking for our daily needs, work? Well, all of that are things we're going to consider now as we spend a few minutes together on this next section of the Lord's Prayer. And I'm praying that through it, we were going to grow in our confidence and dependence on God as the one who provides for our needs. And also perhaps be challenged ourselves to be the answer to that prayer as others pray it. Now, we're going to take each little part of that little phrase in four sections, one word at a time, give us bread daily. 
But just before we get started with that, I'd like to do a quick promo on the bookstall just out there. We've got a couple of copies of this. It's called Loved, the Lord's Prayer in a really accessible form. It's a board book. So this is great for parents to learn the, read the Lord's Prayer with your kids. It's a re-couching, uh, it's, a, it's a rewording of the prayer, so it helps kids uh, um, engage with it imaginatively. Or perhaps you've got nephews and nieces, grandchildren, that you'd love to share the essence of the Lord's Prayer with them. There are two on the bookstall, six quid only today. Make sure you get there quickly afterwards. Okay, first of all, give. Give us today our daily bread. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to be dependent on, on God to provide for our needs. Now, when we look at the Lord's Prayer as a whole, he, Jesus does start by encouraging us to go for God's concerns first. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. But he also teaches us to bring our concerns. And they are very personal and practical He encourages us to ask God to do things for us. And I guess that must be the most basic and natural dimension of prayer. So in a sense, it may seem strange to even talk about it, but I still think we need to just consider it for a moment. This is what God does, and it corresponds to one of God's most fundamental attitudes to us, his children. In my household right now, uh, we like singing um, Maverick City music song, Jehovah Jireh, it's called. And it picks up that name, Jehovah Jireh, in the Old Testament, one of Hebrews' names for God. It means the Lord, the provider. And that is who he is. In fact, the God who asks us to call him Father, he loves to hear our requests. He wants us to ask him to intervene. He wants us to ask him to show up in our reality. He wants us to ask him to do something real in our lives. And actually, if we follow this through, give, it makes saying the Lord's Prayer and meaning it quite an edgy uh, faith activity. Because neither God nor, nor we get off the hook very easily with this one. I wonder you know, how you see this. You, sometimes we, we pray for world peace, right? And that's great. We should definitely do that. The trouble with praying for world peace is, you know, has it been answered? Perhaps it has somewhere, but you, you just didn't really know about it. The thing about the Lord's prayers, if you say, give us this day our daily bread, you're going to have a miracle or a muddle on your hands within 24 hours. There's quick feedback on this one. So give us today our daily bread gets right to the heart of actually some of the most profound struggles I think many of us have with prayer. If I say to God, give, will he give? And let's be honest, I'm unlikely to say it if I don't think he is. Now, this is challenging, isn't it? I think for some of us, we we can all accept sometimes that we may ask for one thing and God actually sends us something else, something better. We can all get our heads around that. Um, Everyone who's sat there and thought about it for a while can also get around the idea that God can't say yes to every prayer when the five-year-old boy in France and the five-year-old boy in England both pray for the victory of their rugby team. They can't both get a yes But, of course, there are times when we've asked for necessary things, vital things. I don't know, a rescue, protection in an emergency, desperately needed rain, food, and it hasn't come. And we struggle with that. What does it mean? Now, unanswered 
Prayer is a, is a really big subject. If you'd like to think further about it, I would recommend Pete Grieg's uh, book on the subject. But for now, uh, I just want us to dwell on what Jesus says here. Jesus' teaching in Matthew 6, which are the surrounding verses around the Lord's Prayer, actually doesn't make it particularly simple to work out how prayer works at all. Most of us uh, forget the bits that come before and after the Lord's Prayer. Back in verse 7, before the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, When you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. That's actually super confusing, extra confusing, isn't it? If I don't need to babble, if I don't need to do too much explaining because God already knows what I need, why am I going to ask him at all? Now, there are real challenges, real struggles there. But for now, it may help simply to say this. The inner workings of prayer are a mystery. But there is so much that we have been told. Ultimately, we approach prayer as a matter of obedience. Because here's what we do know. God tells us to ask, and to ask with confidence, and expectation, as a child would ask his father, only a really kind father, the best kind of father that you might find. And he tells us to expect that our prayers will actually change things. And so ultimately, we take him at his word and we say, give us today our daily bread. We expect the Lord to provide. Okay, so that's give. Next, us. Give us today our daily bread. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to be dependent on God for our own needs. And I think even that, although it may seem obvious, is not always easy. Sometimes asking for things can feel like a sign of weakness, can't it? It may even, in some cultural situations, be a sign of moral failing. You know, unless you're prepared to pay it back, you shouldn't really ask for something. And sometimes that mindset seeps into our prayer life too. So sometimes there we are praying and we feel a little bit like the embarrassed guest at the freezer in the back room eating the homemade ice cream intended for next week. And we're wondering in the middle of our prayers, look, um, are we overstepping the Christian etiquette here, the prayer etiquette? You know, if, if I was a really mature Christian, would I perhaps not ask for anything at all? Those are the kind of thoughts we have. I wonder whether you can relate to that. I want you to think for a moment back to the last time you prayed for something. Just have a think what, what, what that was. Did you feel confident as you made that prayer to say, give us today, in a sense of give me today, my daily bread? You know, sometimes I think we need reminding. We are actually told, we're commanded to pray for our personal needs. We are commanded to pray for, for example, our foot to heal if it's broken, or our business bid to get accepted if we've worked for it. And I've been really challenge this week to consider how often I I hold my worries and and my needs, and I stir and I stress about them, but I I don't pray. Why is that? It's not, I don't think, because I think God can't deal with them, but somehow I'm just so slow to actually make my requests. So here's my question to you as we wrap this one up. Is me 
a part of your vocabulary in prayer. You pray for your own needs. But of course, us is not just me. It's, it's us. And so when we're asking for our daily bread, we're asking bread for those of us who haven't, let's be honest, worried about our daily bread in years. And for those of us who may be forced to leave the country by the end of the year, if we can't find bread, can't find work to put on the table. And of course, our situations are everything in between as well. And here's the thing. Often the way God answers prayer is through other people. So as you pray today, give us today our daily bread, are you ready to be the answer to that same prayer by your brother and sister? In this room, or indeed on the other side of the world? But that's how God can answer, give us today our daily bread. And let me just take a moment here to say a big thank you, by the way. Uh, it's a good moment to, to, to give, give thanks to those who who responded to our 1K a week appeal uh, before Christmas. We were looking uh, as a church at a shortfall of £100,000 over the year of 2024. We set our aim to make half of that up, 50K, hence 1K a week. And uh, with the additional regular giving and some significant one-off gifts, we've exceeded that ambition, uh, not just 50K for the year ahead, but 70K extra. So we as a church have prayed, give us today our daily bread, and many of you became the answer. That's give us. Okay, third, bread. Give us today our daily bread. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to be dependent on God for our basic needs. The year before last, the Church of England did a survey on prayer amongst over 18s in the UK. And they asked what people commonly pray for. And the three most common topics, I wonder what you think they are, turn out to be as follows. Prayer for friends and family. Prayer for people they know who are sick. And prayer giving thanks. Perhaps not unsurprisingly, most Brits feel that they actually have enough bread. Now, we have many brothers and sisters in the world, and we don't need reminding, they are actually in desperate need of bread. They are people who won't eat tomorrow, who won't be alive in a month, unless God actually answers that prayer. And the Lord's Prayer does challenge us to think of them as we do so. But I want to say bread is still a good word for us. Bread refers to our basic, everyday, ordinary needs. Bread is in the same category as things like basic sanitation, uh, shelter from the cold and the rain, basic safety for our families. And let's be clear, it's not that we can't pray for the extras. It's not that we can't pray for cake. We can pray for cake. We can pray for icing on the cake if we want. But the Lord's Prayer brings our prayer requests down to the basics. Go for the bread. And there's a challenge there, isn't there? Certainly, I feel it. To ask for and then actually be content with having what we need, rather than what we need and all the stuff that we want as well. When I was 18, I stayed with a tiny lady called Baba Luba in the southern Russian town of Krasnodar. Baba Luba was of an age that she did not feel she needed to divulge the exact numbers to me, but she'd been around a bit. And when I say tiny, Baba Luba was actually half my size. She was minuscule. 
She had one running cold tap in her little house, and it took me a few days to realize she had moved out of her bedroom into her cupboard so that I could sleep in her house. As I say, she was quite small, so it did, it did work. But Baba Luba was content. In fact, her eyes beamed love. She would insist on sharing her jam with me. And in her life, jam was a rarity. The Apostle Paul said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Give us today our daily bread. And finally, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to be dependent on God one day at a time. First Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, but not all of them at once. George Muller was a pastor, but uh, he is best known for his work starting a network of orphanages in Bristol. And Muller is also famous for his attitude to prayer. Early on in his ministry, he decided he didn't like the idea of pew rent. That's what they had going. So if you wanted to sit, have a seat in church, you had to hire out a pew and you spent a bit more if you want to sit at the front, and a bit less if you want to sit at the back. And if you didn't pay your pew rent, you, you, know, you had to stand at best. Anyway, he didn't like that. He thought it was wrong to charge people to go to church. And so he decided he would abolish the pew rent and he would just put out a box. And whatever was in that box is what he and his family would live off. And he figured that if he needed it, God would put it in that box. Now, the peculiarity of Muller was that he also resolved never to ask for his material needs. He would never explain that he was in, in need. He thought, if, if God's going to do this, he's going to do it without me needing to ask for it. So he had this very intentional way of working. And his conviction was, if this doesn't work one day, I'm going back to the drawing board. I've, I've got God wrong. I can fully rely on him. Now, sometimes the family finances really ran right to the line. So Sunday, the 27th of November, 1831, his diary reports that, well, it was such a day. His cash was completely out. And so after dinner that Sunday, he said the Lord's Prayer with particular emphasis on daily bread, because they actually needed bread for that very evening. Although he also knew that even if the money came in, the shots were shut. So he wasn't sure how it was going to be delivered. Well, after they prayed this prayer, there was a knock on the door. And a woman came in. She was one of the poorer members of the congregation. And she proceeded to offer them supper for the night. And uh, she'd met someone down the road, another member of the congregation, who'd given her five shillings. So she handed over that money. And she brought in a large loaf. Thus, says Miller uh, uh, triumphantly in his diary, the Lord not only literally gave us bread, but also money. Now, I recommend the story of George Muller's life to you. If you read his biography, his diaries, the striking thing is this kind of thing happens again and again and again and again. Sometimes they have enough for a few weeks, and then every now and again, uh, now and again they would run out completely, and yet God always provided their daily bread. Now, I'm going to say straight away, in the Adams family, we do not run our finances like the Mullers. And I'm not suggesting you have to either. <laughs> but I think we do need to hear the challenge. Are we ready to live off God's provision one day at a time? Think back to the Israelites 
in the desert. God gave them manna for the day, for the day only. In fact, he gave them specific instructions. Don't you go collecting extra for the next day. It's going to go off if you do. Just collect for the day. Now, I don't know about you. I'm, I am often wanting a lot more than that from the Lord. You know, my prayers are probably more like, Lord, this year and probably next year as well, please would you give us our yearly bread? And if you could give it sort of ahead of time, with a bit of lead time, you know, we, we can all rest easy before we get there. And frankly, if that doesn't happen, I often start getting a little bit grumpy about it and rather unwilling. Now, to be clear, I'm not suggesting that having savings is faithless or that lining up logistics in advance is the wrong way forward. I am saying that there is an adventure of faith, an adventure of God's provision that most of us have no idea about because we don't have the courage to put ourselves in the situation. As a missionary friend of mine once said it when I was 18 in Ecuador, she said, the problem is we pray for what we need and then we go out to the supermarket and buy it. And the trouble with that is that we don't really know whether God provided or we bought it. And ultimately, it's only when we don't have and he provides that we begin to really know that he is God who provides. Give us today our daily bread. Our daily bread. So there we have it. That short little line from the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread. We focused on this in a mainly practical and physical way. But our time together would not be complete without recalling that the Lord Jesus himself is the ultimate answer to that prayer. The Lord Jesus himself gives us that, but so much more, because beyond our physical bread, he promises to be our spiritual bread. He promises to provide for us in the spiritual realm and to provide for us what we ourselves could never obtain to give us his righteousness that we might live eternally, And in between now and then, to sustain us, to feed us spiritually along the way. He said, I am the bread of life. And it's with that thought that we're going to conclude our time together. In a moment, we're going to sing of him as the bread of heaven that we ask to feed us now and evermore. But for now, let us pray together. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that today you would give us our daily bread. We pray, Lord, that you would give us the confidence to ask you. We pray that you would give us the compassion to think not only of our own needs, but those of our brothers and sisters. We pray that you'd give us the humility and contentment to think of our basic needs And finally, Lord, we pray that you would keep us in step with your day-to-day provision. Not going ahead, not lagging behind, but joyfully keeping in step with the way that you care for us just in time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.